Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 821. Perhaps a vision of one day, not only all of our vehicles, but all of our fuel and all of our homes and just about everything we can possibly imagine being made from plant materials um, instead of being made from stuff that's dug up from beneath the ground. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Bruce Dietzen. Hey, Bruce, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Let's roll, man. All right. Bruce Deason is the CEO, designer, and founder of Renew Sports Cars in Key West, Florida, and he's the chief innovation officer of Vexen Motors. Both companies are on a mission to create carbon-negative vehicles, or vehicles which actually reduce the greenhouse gases in our atmosphere. He's a former national sales manager and acquisitions manager at Dell Computer, but today Bruce advocates cannabis hemp to help save the planet by using it to make products and energy. He designed and built an automobile called the Renew, and the body of the car is made of cannabis hemp. This is very, very interesting, and I can't wait to learn more about what you're doing, Bruce. So I've told our listeners just a tiny little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Yes, thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome. You know, after about 25 years in the computer industry, I uh, decided I wanted to do something a little bit more meaningful in my life. And with this, all this concern about climate crisis, et cetera, and a lot of people are talking about it and they're fearful, et cetera, I decided I wanted to do something about it. So that's why I got into uh, trying to create carbon negative vehicles by the year 2025. They're not quite possible yet, but I think we could get there within the next decade. Wow. Well, this is very, very intriguing to me. And of course, there's a lot of stigma around cannabis as it relates to marijuana. And we're going to kind of get over that hump here. But first, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your success. And it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So Bruce, take the wheel. Well, you know, there was a guy that we all heard of who kind of a kind of an important guy in the uh, automobile industry. He came up with this concept back in 1941 called Grow Automobiles from the Soil. Have you ever heard of that before, Mark? No, I haven't. You've got my curiosity up. Okay, well, I'm sure you know who he is. His name was Henry Ford. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yep. 75 years ago, he was absolutely enthralled with the concept of uh, making everything possible from plant materials. He made ice cream from soybeans, and he he did everything from plant materials because he loved farmers, and he really wanted to help farmers. And so uh, he didn't really even know this, but at the time, his formula for trying to use plant materials to make everything we need, including energy, is actually the same formula that we need today to address the climate crisis that we're in right now because the leading scientists out there are saying that we have to do more than just getting rid of our addiction to petroleum, gasoline, and diesel, etc. Mm-hmm. We actually have to figure out how to take CO2 out of the atmosphere if we have any chance of turning things around for our grandchildren and their grandchildren. 
Well, it's pretty astounding when you think of Henry Ford way back when he had already moved forward in this whole concept and the fact that it's carrying forward to today with what you're doing. I find this really, really intriguing, and we're going to learn a little bit more about that. But first, I want to go back in time in your life and talk about a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were a car guy? Uh, I think I was born a car guy. <laughs> we all were, Bruce. <laughs> My first three cars, Mark, were all Corvairs. Alvin, Simon, and Theodore were their name, and I didn't spend more than $30 for any one of them. Oh, my gosh. But since then, I've owned dozens of sports cars. Never, never had uh, anything but sports cars, but had some really great ones. And from a styling perspective, I had an MGA with just the, the curves on that car were just exquisite. Yeah. And a TR3. And then I had a couple of Panteras, and, you know, and they were just uh, just gutsy cars and oh, just yeah. radically, radically new on the scene at the time. So I just had all sorts of cars. Not sure when it was that I, I became a car guy. I just think I always was. Well, to start off with Corvair, such a unique automobile, absolutely, and then to migrate into Panteras. And one of my, my longtime sponsors here, Chris Kimball, who's a great friend as well, is smiling right now. He's a daily listener. He's got a Pantera. That's quite a jump from a Corvair to a Pantera. Um, big, big move. But, uh, yeah, I think we're all, uh, us car guys, are born with a little bit of motor oil in our veins. Well, what I want to do now, Bruce, is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. You're embarking on a very challenging effort here. And I think it's very, very intriguing. And I want you to share perhaps a big failure or a big challenge you've faced along the way in this move of yours. But more importantly, how did you overcome that situation? And how did those lessons help you move forward? So kind of walk us through that and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career and your endeavors. Well, Mark, when I was designing this car, before I even thought of making it out of cannabis hemp, I went through a whole bunch of different designs that I thought were sexy designs. Back from uh, the days of the 1950s, race cars and this sort of thing were very sexy and this sort of thing. Then I heard about what Henry Ford did in 1941 with his cannabis hemp car. Now, one of the things that he did is he made his own ethanol from the remnants from his hemp fields. And I, I know as shocking as that may seem, Henry Ford, yes, he was a cannabis farmer, just like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. It's true. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to do what he did. Right. I wanted to not only make a car that was just as carbon neutral because he made everything he could out of plant material, mm -hmm. but I also wanted to fuel it the same way. His car, because it was fueled from basically garbage out of the field and was made out of plant material. If you think about it, what could be more you know, carbon neutral? What could be greener than something like that? Right. The lesson I learned is I, I had to search forever to get a fuel that was similar to that. Finally put it into the car and I ran it for a little while, uh, but I couldn't get that fuel anymore. And so at that point, I thought, I've done it. I've reached the pinnacle. I've made a car as green as Henry Ford's car, which probably was only about a five to six metric ton lifetime carbon footprint compared to anywhere from 40 to 80 for the typical car that's out there right now. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was it. And then I learned a bit, little bit later that there's actually something much, much greener. So it's what I've found in this process. You keep on going and you find out more things that you've got to do in order to grow more and, and understand more. And now I'm just kind of like immersed. 
I can only imagine. I would think also that the stigma that the word cannabis has with marijuana can create a couple obstacles for you. Uh, people first hear that and they think, oh, here's some token guy who uh, thinks he's going to make a car out of his marijuana or so forth. How have you gotten over some of that stigma that must kind of come your way from time to time? Well, it's interesting because uh, you're right. Um, anybody that, uh, that hears about this, the first thing that comes to mind and going, that guy must have been really high if he decided to make a car out of, <laughs> out of cannabis, right? Yeah. And, and cannabis and hemp, they're all the same. They're all the plants, right? But uh, certain varieties will get you high and the rest of them won't. You're, they're very good for making cars, though. But I always tell people right away, I don't smoke pot. And the reason why I did this was had nothing to do with marijuana. It's just that hemp... It's a specific type of cannabis. It's called hemp. It's one of the fastest growing things in the world, one of the fastest growing plants in the world. As you may or may not know, or your listeners may or may not know, the way plants take out uh, CO2 out of the oxygen easier is by growing. So if you're going to make a durable good, like a house or a car, um, out of a plant material, you want to use the fastest growing plant material out there. And it just so happens to be that the, the, the stalk from the cannabis plant is one of the strongest fibers in nature. So it made the perfect material for doing this. You were on uh, Jay Leno's garage with your car, and I, I watched the part where you're pounding your fist on the hood, and he pounds his fist on the hood, and the fact that nothing happens. I mean, it's just a super strong material. I know uh, hemp has been used for ropes and sailing and all sorts of different things in the past, but uh, it's great to see that there's all sorts of other uses. How do you take cannabis hemp and make a body for a car? Well, instead of using uh, woven fiberglass, woven hemp. That's the most simple answer. Of course, what I'm in the process of doing right now, too, is creating a, a next generation of body that will actually do stuff that other types of composites haven't done very well, and that is to have it absorb energy during a crash. And that's one of the places that hemp works out really well from what the initial tests have done so far. I can't talk about that until we get it patented, but uh, it's really interesting because if you hit a wall or hit another car in a carbon fiber vehicle, it's kind of like an explosion. Boom. Right. And it's so Shatters. brittle. Yeah. It's very intriguing, again, and, and I think you answered it very well, the idea of the fibers being used like fiberglass, because I think automatically most people who understand fiberglass fabricating for automobiles or boats or whatever you might be using it for. Okay, I see. When you cross all those fabrics, they become very, very strong. So I think yes. you explained it very, very well. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a, a career aha moment. Now, you went from working in the computer industry your whole life to building sustainable cars. So this is very intriguing to me. Is that your big aha moment in your career that you went, you know what, I'm going to go out and save the world here? Yeah, well, you know, it's. Uh, I had an aha moment when I actually first calculated how green Henry Ford's car was. Because to my knowledge, I was the first one that actually did, did that research and found out that it was probably two, three, four times greener than today's electric cars. Wow. And that was the first one. And then I found out that uh, there was actually a way to fuel today's automobiles, not just my car, but anybody's car, with the green gasoline. Now, remember I said earlier, I used what was basically a, a car, almost a carbon neutral fuel that was made from scraps like Henry Ford did. Mm -hmm. He took it to that level. But now there's a couple of companies out there. They have developed something called green gasoline. You can actually make a drop-in gasoline. It's identical, chemically identical to regular gas. 
put it directly into your car without any kind of changes whatsoever and run your car on this. What's interesting about it is the way this fuel is made, it's not made like ethanol is made. It's made through something called a pyrolysis process and uh, where they heat up, heat up plant matter in an oxygen-free environment. And at one end comes this syn gas, which can be catalytically converted eventually into gasoline. And then out the other end comes something that looks like charcoal. And what the, what the agricultural industry is experimenting with now is taking that stuff, it's called biochar, it's 85% pure carbon, and plowing it back into the fields. So they're taking CO2, effectively, goes through plants, right? And then it goes through the pyrolysis process. And then the end carbon, which even came from the atmosphere, is now being put back into the earth. That's carbon negativity. That's huge. And it's, it's for every, every ton of fuel or every ton of dry biomass that's used to make anywhere from 50 to 75 gallons of gasoline, it's going to create one-third of a ton of this almost pure carbon, which goes back into, back into, the, into the ground. And what that means is instead of a car through its life cycle generating anywhere from 40 to 80 metric tons of CO2 into the atmosphere, depending on who's... Uh, calculations you use. Now it's going to be uh, generating a, as much as a negative 125 tons wow. of carbon dioxide. And I don't know if you know this or not, but over the last year, Union Car- uh, of Concerned Scientists have now proclaimed that the transportation sector in the United States is the number one contributor of greenhouse gases. It's no longer coal. It's now transportation sector. And guess what kind of vehicles are the most commonplace in the transportation sector? The cars we drive. Of course. So if we can make our, our cars carbon negative, that's perhaps the, the largest thing we can do in the United States to turn, to, to turn around what we're doing and, and go from being, um, you know, uh, doing the bad things to the atmosphere to doing good things to the atmosphere. Wow. Very, very interesting. Well, I would assume along the way you've had some proud moments with what you're up to, but is there one that stands out that you could share with us? Well, right here being on your show is one of them, Mark. <laughs> well, that's very kind of you. Thank you. I love your show, and I, I really enjoyed being on, on uh, Jay's show as well. So uh, we're starting to get some starting to get some traction to some of these ideas. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to be in, invited to various different universities to talk about this sort of thing. I guess, uh, I don't know if it's proud, but uh, I don't know if proud or pride is the word for it, but it's been a hard six years developing this car and starting to talk about how we eventually can become a carbon negative society, because this has to do with much more than just automobiles. It has to do with making everything we need. If we can, let's do it in a carbon 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 negative way. People are, you know, they're getting, they're getting concerned about the environment and start, it's starting to get some traction. And yeah. so I'm, I guess I'm, like you could say, I'm, I'm happy about that, very happy about that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's go back in your time a little bit and talk about your first really special car. You talked about the uh, the chipmunks, the three chipmunks, the Corvairs. Uh, what was your first really, really special car? Maybe you could share a memory with us about that vehicle. First really special car. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I did love that MGA, i got to tell you. Yeah. Although it always blew oil everywhere. <laughs> but, <laughs> Probably not oh very good God. for the environment, that's for sure. No, it wasn't. The first car I ever got a ride in, a sports car, was an MGA. 
Was it really? Yeah, I found some pictures that my uh, mom had of me sitting in her lap in a MGA that my dad had borrowed from a friend of his. This was back in 1958. I think I was about six months old. I'll send you, email you a copy of that. But uh, my dad later bought an MGTC, which was his fun daily driver. He actually drove it to work every day, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but tell me a little bit more about that MG. Why was that so special for you? Just, I think it was a line. It was just a, a voluptuous, voluptuous car. Then, you know, a year later, I bought my first Pantera. And, and, I mean, they were designed within, uh, what, well, no, they were manufactured uh, between the end of one and the other one within like 12 years of each other. And, and a look at the two next to each other, they were just night and day. It just a, right. The style had changed so dramatically. So uh, it was just a gorgeous car. A lot of fun to drive, for sure. Well, how about a car that you've owned and let go? Do you have a seller's remorse story to share with us? Well, I wish I had never sold my 71 Pantera. It was a, it was one of the prototype units, actually, from what I, I was told. So, And I won't even tell you how much I sold it for, because I'd probably make you cry. This is a stupid move. Well, you know, we all have those stories. The timing is right. Something's going on. Yeah, they're great cars, great fun cars. Well, maybe there'll be another one in your future, and you can... Uh, Maybe you can build it out of cannabis, you know, build a body out of it and different kind of power plant. Who knows? Everything. Yeah, everything you need to make out of plant. Yep. Very cool. Well, let's talk about today and what has you excited and fired up. We've talked a lot about Renew Sports Cars. You're also involved in a company called Vexen. So tell our listeners a little bit about Vexen and then also tell them a little bit more about what the future holds, the near future for Renew Sports Cars. Yeah, well, um, I started... Renew by myself, et cetera. And then I was approached by a couple of young guys that were also doing a, a startup as well. And they were originally thinking, how can we do a free energy type of car and this sort of thing? So I, they called me and, and we started to brainstorm back and forth. And I said, hey, wait a second, guys. Free energy would be great. If you can get cars to run on water, that'd be great. Nobody seems to have pulled it off yet. Or if they have, they, they probably got run over by, you know, some shady character or some cover-up story or something. And I said, no, hey, here's what's really key. Better than a car running on, on nothing, free energy, is a car that actually reverses climate change, that actually takes CO2 somehow, even if it's not directly out of the atmosphere. It's not going to happen with a, a giant hood scoop going down the road and burns the carbon uh, in the air. It's not going to happen that way. You're, you're always going to have to figure out how to get the energy and, and create it outside and then stick it in the automobile. So I've been working with the guys for Vexen for the last couple of months, and as they're Chief Technology Officer, and one of the things we're focused on there right now, one of our top priorities, is to create carbon-negative batteries. Again, I can't talk specifically about that. If you think about it for about you know an hour, you probably figure out most of what we're trying to do from what I've been talking about. But the specifics, I can't talk about just just yet. Sure. And then, of course, I continue. The, another priority at, at Renew is to continue to design these energy-absorbing body panels and chassis as well that we would like to make cars out of as well. So this is technology. I don't think that, that we could potentially license into the future. I don't see Renew, per se, becoming a giant manufacturer of cars. Maybe Vexen will. It's got younger guys in it. <laughs> I like working with younger guys because I don't have the same kind of energy as they do. So that's one of the reasons why I teamed up with them. It's kind of cool. But they're all young guys. Oh, and one other thing. It's another thing that I'm doing right now. Another priority is a big one. Uh, and that's creating a docu-series with a producer who is pretty well known in the, in the hemp world when it comes to making films. And what we're doing is we're 
you've got the concept of taking the cannabis car or the hemp car, whatever you want to call it. And we actually take around the country how cannabis hemp or just cannabis in general can, if it really is effective at helping to save the planet and helping to save lives. I don't know if you uh, are familiar with this, but there are just a ton of stories right now in the, in the cannabis space of people that are that say that it's curing or treating many different uh, illnesses, mm-hmm. and the list is growing pretty dramatically. And there are a lot of people also that are starting to use the plant as well to make various different products. It's, it's uh, the whole cannabis space is just exploding with new activity. So we're making this docu series as well, and so that's pretty exciting. Uh, the producer is Diana Oliver. Okay, and where can people learn more about this? To to see where where we're going with this and follow us with the uh, docu series, they can go on Facebook, take a look at Enster's uh, Cannabis Car Sustainability Tour. Very cool. I'll make sure I put a link to that on Bruce's show notes page here on the Cars Yeah website. Bruce, here's a very introspective question for you. If you were a car, what kind of car would Bruce be and why? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I would definitely be a sports car. I would definitely be made out of cannabis hemp. Uh, I would be running on fuel that was made from cannabis hemp. No mommy mobiles for me. You wouldn't see, you, I would not be an SUV. And also, another aspect of, uh, and I don't know if you're, you're with me on this or not, Mark, but I know some guys are like this concept of autonomous driving cars. Mm-hmm. I certainly, I, I, I would not be an autonomous driving car. Well, maybe I would if I was actually the car, because I don't want to have a machine and do all, have all the fun. <laughs> I don't want to tell me, you know, turn left, turn right, hit the brakes, etc. I like that. I'm an old, old-fashioned guy. I kind of like the idea of, you know. Doing it yourself. Yeah, very good. Well, I think, yeah, well, I think there's a time and place for autonomous cars. They can certainly help people who have uh, driving issues, people who are ill, elderly, people that just don't want to waste their time driving. They want to just jump in something and go to work and sit in the back and do some work. Uh, I think there's a place for that. I had a guest on my show last month who's blind, who's setting a land speed record on a motorcycle. And he said to me, someday there's going to be an autonomous motorcycle that I can jump on and ride, uh, even though I'm blind. So I think there's a lot of opportunities there for autonomous cars. Yeah. It's, it's exploding uh, for sure in the marketplace right now, what's happening with the research and so forth. So very cool. Well, Bruce, up next is yeah. the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. 
Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Okay, Bruce, we're back and we're ending what I call the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I would have to say that if you're out to design a sexy car, don't think about rocket ships, wedges of cheese, or shoeboxes. Uh, think about the field of rent. <laughs> I like that. Very nice. I, I, I've read about I've read about some designers from from Europe in the fifties, and that's that's pretty much what they said. Very interesting. Yeah. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your success over the years? I think it's always been myself being a problem solver, and then always focusing on whatever is the critical issue in your path and addressing those. There you go. Now, how about a resource? There's lots of great resources these days, but is there one that stands out for you that you'd like to share? There's a thing that the that the uh, U.S. government has put together called the Billion Ton Study, and it's being conducted, and it has been for over a decade, conducted by the Oak Ridge Laboratories in Tennessee on how to make biofuels. I know they're not uh, really terribly in vogue right now since we've been making oil from fracking so cheaply. Mm-hmm. But I think in the future years, we're going to have to revisit this. I think it's a very important uh, topic, especially when they start taking a look at making green gasoline. I'll make sure I put a link to that on your show notes page. Now, uh, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Well, what if he didn't drink? That's okay. I have you to can share? drink lemonade or iced tea. You don't have to drink alcohol. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I was going to say Henry Ford. It would definitely be Henry Ford, even though he didn't drink. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty. And he didn't smoke He just grew his hemp. There you go. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading as well? There's a book done by uh, Naomi Klein, which is a real eye opener. And it was called This Changes Everything. And I recommend it to anybody that's not completely up to speed on the on the perils that we face with regards to climate change. Well, listeners, I'll remind you to find links to everything Bruce has shared on his show notes page at CarsYeah.com. Just type in Bruce Dietzen. His last name is D-I-E-T-Z-E-N. You'll find his show notes page there with links to this book. And there's another place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books under the Preferences tab. Oh, man, there's got to be over a 1,000 books there now from all my inspiring automotive enthusiast guests that are listed there. And I've got made it very easy for you with some quick clicks to buy. So check this book out that Bruce recommended and all the past guest books. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, Bruce. And this last question could be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any 
cool collector car in the world today. Money is no object. Whatever you'd like, I'm going to go get it for you. What would that car be? And more importantly, why? You know, I've had a lot of cars, Mark. Um, dozens and dozens of cars. But I, and I hate to sound uh, crazy, but I would I still like, I love my cannabis car more than anything else because it's more than a car. It's, it's a mission. Yeah. A mission to help save the planet. Very nice answer. Well, that's pretty easy for me. You've already got the car, so uh, I don't have to worry about you at all. I've had a yeah, yeah, I've had a handful of a handful of guests who've said I've already got the car in my dream. So I think that's pretty darn cool when one of my guests already has the car, and I think it's incredibly noble and kind of what you're doing here to try to uh, set us on a course to uh, help the environment and uh, look into the future here. Very, very intriguing. I've been so excited to have you on the show here, and you've taken us on a great ride today, and I've really enjoyed learning more about what you're up to, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom and guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that cannabis car? Well, guests, if they'd like, can always um, learn more about what we're doing by visiting RenewSportsCars.com or Motors. Com, and as well, go to Facebook um, and visit Hempster's Canvas Car Sustainability Tour. Uh, but if there's one parting word I'd like to convey, it would be perhaps a vision of one day, not only all of our vehicles, but all of our fuel and all of our homes and just about everything we can possibly imagine being made from plant materials um, instead of being made from stuff that's dug up from beneath the ground. We should be leaving that stuff down there. We should have been doing that, you know, for a long time. And I think we have no more choice but to uh, go in this direction in the future. Very nice. Well, listeners, you can, again, find links to everything Bruce has shared on his show notes page. I'll make sure I have links to all these. I would encourage you to check out what Bruce is up to. This is very, very interesting, very cool, and the future holds all sorts of opportunity. Bruce, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you in your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!